time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. Find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, great to be with you this week. How you been, sir? Doing well, Walter. How about you? Glad to hear that. I am well, and we've got a great conversation on tap today. One that may take us down memory lane a little bit and uh, be helpful to both, I think, parents and children at the same time. We're going to get all sorts of perspectives and angles on today's show. Uh, The main crux of it, Glenn, should parents involve children in making financial decisions? And we're going to expand this out to not just talking about when we were, you know, kids' kids, But adult children as well, and maybe parents who are at retirement are already into retirement as well. So whether you're planning for the next family vacation or maybe you are uh, trying to decide on budget, location, activities of things you're going to do as a family when the kids are younger or if you are getting ready to retire and trying to make big financial decisions, how much do you involve the children in those decisions? So we're going to cover kind of all that ground on today's show. Glenn, let's first talk off uh, talk about some of the negatives or the arguments against why you wouldn't want kids to be involved in the financial decision-making process. Maybe maybe it's out of a desire of you don't really want the kids to think that they have control in the the parent uh, and kid relationship. Right. Well, yeah, Walter. I mean, it, it is it's kind of an interesting topic, isn't it? I mean, you know, because there's there are significant ar- you know arguments for and against. And so, obviously, I mean, you're not necessarily you know, we're thinking along the lines of putting the kids in charge, you know, of of everything. But you know, maybe involving them in different ways. You know, like you say, I mean, in, in younger ages, it might be more of a of a of a learning kind of an experience. You know, just kind of pose them with you know with things. You know, that you know, it's like, well, you know, if we you know if we had this going coming up as a family, you know, and you give them a, a what if scenario, you know, you kind of get their get their input a little bit. I know I know that, the, you know, my, my folks did this sometimes as, as a, you know, as, as a learning and, and, you know, we would bounce things back and forth and then there would be the, well, what if this and what if that, you know, did, did you think about the, you know, did you think about this circumstances and what happens if that happens? And, and so, you know, you, yeah, I think it's really important that, you know, the parents, you know, remain the parents, but at the same time, you know, it, you, you want to, you want to give the kids an opportunity to learn and, you know, and to be able to feel like that they're a part of things and they, and they can become their own persons as well. So I don't know if that really, you know, kind of answers that question so much, but it's, you know, but it, yeah, I mean, you, you don't really want to give them complete control yet you know, you can still involve them in many ways, you know, and, and like you say, I mean, the younger they are, maybe it's more of a, of a, of a, of an educational thing. And as they go, as they grow older, then it becomes maybe, uh, you know, a little bit more involved with, you know, is particularly after you've seen how they maybe handle some things on their own and what their judgment's been in, in their own financial affairs. You with me? Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and and I've understood some of the arguments against, you know, involving kids in financial decisions can be that you're not really giving them a, a real world experience, right? Like they're they're giving input that could be valuable, but at the same time, they don't understand all the complexities that go into various decisions. And I think that applies whether the kid is 10 or, you know, 50, <laughs> right? Like sure. sometimes you don't necessarily know all the proper information on the other side of the equation. So they might be giving what they think is helpful info, but if you don't have all of the right input, it's hard to get a good output sometimes. So I can understand that, uh, that side and that argument against. 
No, I mean you're you're exactly right. I mean that's that's, that's like you say. I mean it, it's you you can use it in many ways. It, it's uh, you know oftentimes it's it's a, it's a learning and you know and and sometimes you know it's it's an interesting thing. I mean sometimes kids you know have some insights you know that that uh, that you might not have thought you know you <laughs> sometimes they surprise you and and they's like you know what I mean the the, the parents sometimes well, I hadn't thought about that. Like I remember the old thing, you know, kids say the darndest things, and sometimes there's 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 wisdom that, out of that innocence, if that makes sense, right? Oh yeah, uh, that's a great point as well. So yeah, <laughs> y- you've got some arguments against uh, having some control in the kids' hands, but at the same time, we can flip this around, Glenn, and probably point out many great reasons for why you would want to involve children in financial decisions. I mean, I think back to when my folks were trying to teach me financial lessons and things like that, and it was always educational and and also pretty empowering to whether you're helping mom and dad make a decision or they're empowering you by involving you in the decision-making process, as long as there were, were clear boundaries and that sort of thing, it was always a nice element to have. And, and I feel like helped me grow up quickly. Sure. No, I mean, exactly right. I mean, there, there's many things. I mean, like you say, when, you know, and, and this, can make, this can go from, you know, kids to, you know, to, you know, it depends upon how, you know, how they, you know, how the family structure is, you know, I mean, some folks are, you know, they, you know, they, they're more involved with the grandkids and, and, and sometimes less involved, but I mean, it can go from, you know, from the most, you know, basic things of, uh, of an allowance and how to manage it to, you know, well, what about, you know, you know, what about, you know, what are we going to do in terms of, you know, planning for college and, you know, and, and then, you know, you start to think in terms of, you know, retirement and you, you kind of encourage the kids, you know, to, you know, to start saving and, you know, and it's hard for, you know, lots of, you know, young adults to really get the idea of, of, you know, what they ought to be doing. I mean, they, they kind of intellectually understand it sometimes, but actually, you know, doing it, you know, is, is, is another. I have one client that um, we, we had conversations along this about, you know, you know some, some of the things that different ones have done. And, and he, he made an interesting uh, offer to his adult child and in, in that um, it was, you know, that the kid was coming up. He's starting to work a little bit. Didn't really have a you know a career type of job, but but you know but was you know was still working and making okay money for you know for his early twenties. And he said, "Look, he says, you know, he says, you know, if you start putting money into an IRA, you know, I'll I'll match you up to this amount of dollars, right? Almost like a you know an employer match kind of a scenario." And I started to encourage them to do that. And I was like, "Wow, you know, and 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 you know, and again, develop develop those you know those those good habits and and." Uh, you know, later on in life, it's, you know, you know, 10 years later, those habits are, are solidly there. And, and it's, and it's really, it's really kind of an interesting thing. And it, there's, there's so many ways of doing things if you just keep an open mind. And, you know, it, most people think of it as like, well, they're, they're either involved in the decision or they're not. And it's just like money has all this emotion tied around it. And, you know, and, and it's, it's sometimes a difficult thing for folks to open up to the possibilities. But, you know, realistically, it's, you know, I mean, it's, think about it. It's like anything else in life. Until and unless you have some experience with it, and you know, and and so forth, you're 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 not necessarily going to be good at it. And and unfortunately, in our school system, and you know, the the way society is, I mean, there's very little taught in the schools about how to manage money, you know, budgeting, and in terms of you know, saving for retirement, and you know, what to do, and debt, and everything else that do, that you can imagine around around money. And you know, and 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 oftentimes, 
you know, so many people in our society, you know, just basically learn by experience. And that experience, you know, is just like if you're inexperienced and the and the and the financial world is, you know, is kind of out there and designed to empower the <laughs> the the financial institution, so to speak. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, they they're in, they're kind of in charge and they kind of write the rules. And so they try to you know, push everybody through the way that they want them through the system so that they can continue to make money. But, you know, if you if you kind of help the kids you know, through that and you know, give them the, you know, the insights to, you know, what you've experienced and so forth, you give the opportunity to you know, of learning in, in all in all directions and, and good open conversation for for things that may come up, you know, later on in life. You know, when when, uh, you know, it's like as, as you get older, there's, you know, it's you reach a point sometimes where, you know, you need to have, you know, you, you need to have somebody making financial decisions for you and, and, that, and those kinds of things. And, you may feel more comfortable in doing that if you opened up and shared more and had that had had more conversations along those lines as as the kids were coming up. You with me? Great points, Glenn. Yeah, I think that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. And so you could see arguments for arguments against uh, when the kids are young, when they get a little bit older as well. That's something worth discussing. You know, I think a lot about trying to set your kids up for success later in life, Glenn. And if you're not having these kinds of conversations, are you setting them up for failure? And then I think when you fast forward maybe to when, you know, you're of retirement age and your kids are adults, there are additional financial conversations that start to happen. And I've kind of seen this play out um, through, you know, various levels of extended family over the last couple of years with aging parents in retirement trying to involve kids in uh, maybe the decision-making process on one side of the family and then not involving them on the other side of the family. And it's just interesting that it all leads to various levels of tension or uh, relieves tension or you know, just makes makes people feel all sorts of different ways. I think you're right that it's really tough to wrangle with the emotions sometimes when people are very private people, but also right. see the benefit in sharing information with another generation and with those who might be willing and able to help if they have additional information. So it's definitely a privacy concern kind of in, in the midst of all of this. Oh, it, it absolutely can be, you know, and, and, uh, like I say, I mean, the, the idea, you know, I, th I think at least at least from what I've seen in my, my personal experience and, and then talking with lots of lots of clients is, you know, the ones that have been successful in doing this is, is you know, is, is just, you know, just kind of cracking the door a little bit, you know, and starting to open the conversation. And, you know, this is like, you know, well, you know, what do you what do you think about this? You know, and what do you think about that? And again, I mean, again, it depends on the, the age of the child. But, you know, it, it's um involving them and, and having conversation about it and, you know, and, and, and helping them develop those critical, you know, critical thinking skills. And, and also, you know, sharing, you know, sharing your, uh, your experiences, right? I mean, like I say, I mean, you, you don't know what you don't know. And, and, and until and unless, you know, you've had some experience, you know, you really, you can't know what it's like to be on the other side of that. I mean, I know that that's true from like kids get their first credit cards and sometimes they get into trouble with it. And then sometimes they never learn the lessons of how to get on the other side of that. You know, it, it, there's there's so many different scenarios as to, you know, to how to help and how to teach. And, and um, you know, and then, like I say, I mean, you, if you raise if you raise a, a child that, that is, you know, has has you know, a strong idea of, you know, of how to manage money and handle money, it becomes far easier to to think in terms of, you know, helping, you know, in terms of if, if you're if you're going to you know, transfer that power. And, you know, and, at some point, you know, with, you know, with the power of attorney, when it, when you, you know, when it has when you have to. Or even just the idea of, you know, general, um, you know, just like the generational wealth, you know, in terms of planning, you know, it's just like, 
how many families really think of it in, in the terms of being able to, you know, to keep passing things on and to build, you know, to the next generation. It's, you know, more often than not, it's just like, well, it's what, you know, you have something left over and then that gets that, that kind of gets passed on. But there's not necessarily a strategy with that part of of the of the financial life in a lot of cases, you know, and that's something that, you know, I try to work with clients about as is, you know, you know, well, you know, hey, you're like if you're likely to have money left over. Right. And you're not going to spend it all. Then, you know, why don't we start thinking a little bit about, you know, some strategies as to how you may be able to do that in the, you know, in the most efficient way and also kind of create lessons along the way for kids and grandkids. You know, not that you're going to take away from your own retirement, but, you know, in, you know, in all likelihood, in, you know, so many cases, there is going to be some money left over. And so, you know, how do you, you know, we kind of prepping them to the idea of, you know, well, you know, how can we do this in the most efficient way? Sometimes you get into different strategies, you know, um, you know, giving plans, you know, uh, insurance type of policies, you know, to create, you know, some tax advantages. There's all kinds of things that can kind of come out of that and create, you know, a, a better life for the next generation and then the next generation and the next generation, you know, and, and that's that's really, I think uh, that's when it gets really interesting because, it, you know, you kind of really feel like you've left a legacy and that legacy doesn't necessarily only have to be money. It can be, you know, education around money and, you know, and and uh, and giving people the skills, right? It's the old thing about you know giving somebody a fish and that or teaching them to fish. There's a whole lot there that can be done within the family unit and to perpetuate, continuing to you know to grow and you know and the, and having the next generations do better and better. All right, Glenn. So where did uh, where did you fall in this uh, sort of your parents were for involving you in financial decisions growing up or or were more against it? What about uh, what about you? Did your parents engage with you about any financial decisions when you were younger? They engaged about finances a lot, you know. Now, I mean, they never really gave me any kind of, you know, power in terms of making decisions, particularly as a, <laughs> as, a as a, you know, as a kid, you know. Now that said, you know, as you know, and kind of coming out of college and whatnot, is it's like it was just like a little here and a little there. But I mean, I remember just things about, you know, it's like handling money and, you know, and, and making sure that, you know, that you were, you know, you were careful with things. I remember as a kid, you know, as you know, I, I had. Uh, I had money left in my pocket. You know, it's like, you know, I went, you know, went to the store and whatnot, and I left some change in my pocket. My mother went and washed, you know, washed my clothes. You know, she washed my 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 jeans. I had my, you know, I had some change left in there. And you know, she came to me the next day and she says, you know, I found, you know, I found this money, you know, in the in the washing machine. And it's like, oh well, great. I was wondering where that was. She says, well, I'm going to keep it. And I, what do you mean you're going to keep it? She says, hey, you didn't pay, <laughs> you know, pay enough attention to it. You know, I told you to, you know, really watch out for it. You know, you need to put that in your piggy bank. You know, and I was like, I don't know, you know, maybe 10 years old or something. And, you know, and so then she held on to it. Now, she didn't just like, you know, like almost like steal it. Right. <laughs> she just was teaching me the lesson. And then she says, OK, well, you know, you know, we, we had some more conversation about it. And she says, OK, well, you know, if you, you know, you. And she gave me an, another, you know, another bank, you know, to kind of keep on my on my dresser to, you know, to, you know, to hold on to stuff. And so that 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 really made an impression on me. You know, the idea it's like, you know, there's there were times as a kid, you know, you didn't have quite enough money to do the things that you wanted to do or buy the thing that you wanted, you know. And so, you know, you negotiate in terms of, you know, well, you know, can you advance me this? And then it was like, you know, it literally was kind of created a, a payment plan, you know, in terms of, you know, possible allowance and just kind of teaching about credit and, you know, lending and that kind of thing. And then, you know, getting through, you know, getting through school and all of the different things that kind of came out of that, you know, and, you know, and working, you know, that it's like when I went to college, you know, they, they said, okay, well, you know, we, you know, we'll, we're there for you in terms of, you know, room and board and, you know, the classes, which I was, you know, was really very grateful for. 
And yet at the same time, there was absolutely no money for spending, right? It's like I had to, you know, you know, either work while I was in school or, you know, lots over the summer to, you know, save for it. And, you know, and so it was, there was a lot, there was a lot there in terms of, you know, learning these lessons and, you know, and how to do things. And, and all the way through is, you know, kind of, you know, graduating and, you know, and getting involved with some things, you know, that, you know, in the family that, um, you know, it was, it was very, very helpful. And I learned lots and lots of lessons, you know, for all along the way. And I think they did a very good job in terms of, you know, just kind of little by little and increments, you know, and, 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 uh, creating that financial education and, you know, and, and, you know, and even to this day, it's like my father's passed away, but my mother's, you know, she's in her late eighties and it's like second nature to be able to be there and be able to help her do the things that are, you know, for her and her best interest and in making sure that she's taken care of no matter what. And it's kind of come full circle and which is, which is really kind of cool. That is pretty cool and uh, great to hear. Yeah, I feel you on that same uh, that same angle. I think my parents were. Uh, I remember the biggest thing that they involved me with growing up was when we decided to move to the beach, and um, they were going to wait until I had graduated uh, from high school and went to college, and then they were going to move. And I was like, "Why wait? Let's go now!" And they were like, well, "If you're okay going, then you were the only thing that we were going to kind of like, you know." you might want to still finish school here. And before we move to the beach, I was like, no, the chance to go to high school at the beach, let's, let's do it. (laughs) That was maybe the one time that uh, wasn't just engaging in the financial decision, but actually helped make the choice. Um, So that was, that was pretty, pretty special. And then it was like, wow, I I wield a lot of power, but that notion was quickly disabused as soon as we completed the move. So (laughs) things went, (laughs) things went back to normal, but uh, right. it's, it's just funny to look back on some of those things and, and they do shape your life. So you have to be intentional about these things as well. And I think that's why you have to just, you know, these things are really, really important. And, and that's why you got to draw that line. Do you involve them in decision or actually make the, have them make the decisions? And I think that same conversation really plays out when people are of retirement age too, and start going through conversations of long-term care and passing money to the next generation. It's really all these same principles that maybe you had earlier on in that, you know, parent and, um, you know, son-daughter relationship that you carry out into the, into your later years. Oh, there's no doubt about it, Walter. I mean, it, it's something that I think is, you know, is lacking largely in the, you know, in, in our society as a whole. But I mean, you know, there, you, you, you see, you see it, you know, when, when it does happen and, you know, and there is that involvement again, not, not letting the kid, not necessarily having the kids make decisions, but involving them. It's like you were talking about it. It's like the, you know, your, your folks kind of let you think you were in, you know, you were in, you know, you were part of that decision. You know, you shared and they came back and forth and then, and, you know, and then and then they did, you know, and it, it's empowering because, you know, you felt like you were part of it and you learned some lessons out of it that, you know, share the pros and the cons with you. And, and you know, and, and from some of our other conversations that it's just like it's really served you well. And I know, you know, with, the, you know, with the experiences that I had, you know, in growing up and, you know, as an, as an adult child. You know, you know, particularly in you know the my early twenties, you know, getting out of school and everything like that. I mean, it, it's a big deal, and and I and I really wish that uh, that more folks, you know, would focus on it. And I wish there was a, you know, somehow or another in our in our educational system that that there was more there. But without that being in, in place, it's really kind of up to the family unit to really kind of make sure that uh, you know you, you kind of do and help and you know and you know and, and bring people along. And sometimes, like I said, like we say, it's it's not necessarily the easiest things that, you know to to figure out exactly how to do because there's so much emotion tied to it. But at the same time, you know that's you kind of have that you know you start start little you know start having that little bit of a conversation with you know with your you know with your spouse 
you know, if you haven't, you know, kind of embarked on this kind of a thing, you know, and just, you know, talk about, and then also with your, you know, with your advisor and, or, you know, your advisors, you know, whether it be, you know, your, you know, your tax preparer or, you know, your financial advisor, get different ideas. I mean, you know, you'd be surprised that, you know, there's, there's a lot out there and there's a lot of ways that you can do things. And, and, you know, it starts with a conversation and just asking a few questions and, you know, and, you know, being open to the idea. And again, not just giving your power away to, you know, let kids make decisions. I mean, that's not necessarily, that's not really what you want to do, but you do want to, you do want to, you know, engage and, and, you know, and empower them to, you know, to become, you know, become stronger. You know, the idea is, is, you know, from generation to generation, things keep getting better. Well, Glenn, any final tips that maybe, what about your clients? Have your clients ever passed on good tips to you for lessons you've learned from them or examples of how they involved their kids in the financial decision-making process or things that they employed? that you said, well, that worked pretty well, or or even if it's just something that's more recent with the way that they've handled those major conversations of estate planning and, uh, you know, long-term care issues and those sorts of things. Well, no, I think, I think Walter, I mean, like I said, that, that, the one example I, was, I thought was a fantastic thing, you know, in terms of like almost like an employer match. I mean, that was a great idea. And that obviously worked very well. But I've, you know, seen more and more where, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, I started engaging the, you know, the clients to say, you know, well, you know, what, you know, tell me about the conversation you've had with, you know, with your, you know, your, your kids, you know, your adult children about, you know, these decisions that you're making about, you know, well, what about, you know, your, your wills and your, and your powers of attorney and, and then your plans, you know, your, your, you know, what do you, what do you have in place for, you know, for long-term care? And of course, those kind of go hand in glove with the, you know, with the documents, you know, in terms of, you know, the, who's going to be the power of attorney for healthcare, who's going to be the power of attorney for, you know, for financial matters, you know, is, you know, do you have those documents in place? You know, what about, you know, the, you know, the beneficiary forms, you know, that, you know, you know, and oftentimes it's interesting. I mean, folks will come in, you know, for, you know, for the first, you know, for the first you know time or two when we have early conversations when folks are, you know, looking for an advisor and we'll have, you know, we'll start having some of those conversations in the discovery process. And, you know, and, and you'd be surprised. I mean, so many times it's just like there's, there's, there's missing pieces and things aren't, things aren't necessarily taken care of and the I's aren't dotted and the T's aren't crossed. It really, you know, once you really start engaging in there and, and you start making priorities, it's like, okay, you know, folks really kind of get onto it. You know, it's like, you know what, you're right. We need to take care of these things. And, you know, and, and then, and there we go. I mean, you know, we, we help folks, you know, put together, you know, a, you know, our office, you know, we have a family estate organizer that, that helps kind of pull, pull that together for folks. And, you know, you just, you know, kind of bring all your information to one place. And then, you know, it, it's, you know, if something happens, you know, it's kind of a step-by-step, you know, do this, do this, do this, you know, for, for those that are left behind and makes it, you know, a much, much better and easier, you know, transition, particularly when the kids have an idea of, you know, what to, you know, what to expect a little bit in terms of the, you know, some, some communication and, and, and conversation, you know, and sometimes involvement with different uh, decisions and, you know, or, or sharing of information, even if it's not decisions, but, but just kind of letting folks know, it's just like, okay, this is, this is what our plans are. Um, you know, and of course it's going to be different, different timing for different folks and different family units. There's a lot of different dynamics there, but, but um, ultimately it, it almost always comes down to, uh, you know, to, you know, having to have that happen, right? Because I mean, everybody, you know, we're, 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 we're not here forever. When folks pass away, you know, unfortunately, oftentimes that's where some significant financial mistakes are made. And sometimes there's uh, there's additional taxes for, you know, that, that happen or, you know, or, or money that just kind of falls through the cracks because there there wasn't necessarily the, you know, the, the plans in place that really wouldn't have necessarily been that hard to have just, 
you know, you know, brought into that conversation and make sure that, that everything is taken care of. And, you know, and, and you hate to see that happen, but it, but it does, you know, when you see, and you see it, you know, oftentimes, and, and, you know, it's, it's most oftentimes there's, there's significant mistakes that can be avoided. And, you know, just by, you know, sharing that information and bringing the kids into, again, not making the decision, but just kind of letting them into your, you know, knowing your decision, you know, making process and, and, um, you know, the give and take that can come out of that. So I, I really encourage folks that, you know, to really, if they haven't already begin to do that, you know, do that and involve your, you know, your advisor, you know, and, you know, or advisors in, in that process. And, and you, you'll be surprised that, you know, you don't have to do a whole lot to make some really good decisions and make things a much, you know, significantly better, you know, kind of going forward. Well, great conversation today, Glenn. And I know we may have some questions from listeners uh, coming out of this episode. So if you have anything on your mind or you want to talk a little bit more about how you can engage in those conversations with your kids or even if you're grandparents, we didn't go down that line too much on the show today, but grandparents often look to have these kinds of conversations with grandchildren as well, depending on different family dynamics and whatnot. So uh, kind of wherever you are along that spectrum, or maybe you're uh, a kid wondering how you can have better conversations with your parents to help care for them, help them make choices if you see them struggle in some way. Uh, Glenn helps facilitate these kinds of conversations as part of the planning process all the time. So if you have questions about that, want to set up time to meet for a free consultation of your financial and retirement plan, please do so. 336-291-3535 is the number to call. That's 336-291-3535. Or go online to roadmapfinancial.com. That is roadmapfinancial.com. Dot com. Click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. That's uh, it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us on the Retirement Roadmap. We'll talk to you again next week.